Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Hayden with the Hill Pursuit Podcast. Man, it's been a while. So first of all, sorry for that. Lots of life stuff's been going on. Um, you'll hear about that in the in the intro. But if you are listening, thanks for listening. This is episode 74 of the Hill Pursuit Podcast. Um, uh, this episode is, is awesome. It's packed with a lot of stuff. Um, I, we kind of start with... Um, with a little bit of a recap of this past weekend for a team that I coach for victory multi-sport. We just had a massive weekend with athletes racing and, and getting on podiums and getting world championship tickets and invites. You have to listen to this. I mean, it's, it's huge. So if you race this weekend and you're someone who's listening to this, please listen, like share, um, send it out to people, let them know we're giving them a shout, but just an, just an all around awesome weekend for victory multi-sport um, and some Hill Pursuit athletes. So please, please listen. We got some really cool news. So actually, unfortunately, Mitch was not able to join us for this one. It's just me and Ken today, but we got some really cool news about Ken. Ken is pursuing a new, uh, we'll call it athletic endeavor. Um, I'll leave it at that. You got to listen to hear what he's doing, but he's doing some really fun stuff and it's happening very soon it's actually happening right now but what he's working for is happening very very soon so that's really really exciting we talk about the difficulties of training in general the difficulties of training for triathlon the the um the obstacles that people commonly face maybe excuses that are made um and then also kind of how to just kind of deal with it um and we also speak to what we believe is the fourth and potentially most important discipline in triathlon. Um, so make sure you, you listen the whole way. That's kind of on the back end. Make sure you listen the whole way through so you can hear what we feel is the most important discipline within the sport of triathlon. Um, Ken has a lot going on. Um, I, I made some more special notes about what he's doing, but I'm kind of going to, I'm going to leave that alone. And then lastly, we talk about, um, a really fun weekend that's coming up for again this this victory multi-sport team we have a team camp coming up um two weekends from now so um you'll hear some details about that and if you're interested in in that camp please let me know i'm hosting a couple strength and conditioning sessions for endurance athletes and triathletes at that camp so i would love to see you there please let me know reach out to me directly or anyone from victory multi-sport we can make that happen. There is still time. It's two weeks away. So please let me know if that's something you're interested in. Uh, I guess lastly, if you are listening and or have been listening and following the show, thank you for doing so. Um, again, this is episode 74. So we have 70 plus episodes uh, of podcasts that, that stream just essentially wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but recently we did also create a YouTube channel. So please check that out as well. On the YouTube channel, we have nutritional shorts from both of our nutrition experts, Coach Ken, Coach Ashley. So please check out those sub channels within our main Hill Pursuit channel. Of course, find find Hill Pursuit on all the socials at Hill Pursuit. And lastly, if you want to reach out to us, of course, you can go through the website, hillpursuit.com, or just send me an email directly, hillpursuit at gmail.com. We would love to have a conversation with you. If you have any questions about coaching, training, getting in the game, whatever it is, reach out. We'd love to start a conversation. Um, that's all I have. <clears throat> Please enjoy the episode. This is episode 74 of the Hill Pursuit Podcast. 
What's up, man? Oh, long time no talk. How you been? I know. It's been forever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's been way too long. I was looking back at episodes and it's been like eight weeks, almost eight weeks, like seven weeks since since we recorded a, an HP cast. So it's long overdue, but a lot's happened. So we do have uh, quite quite a bit to catch up on. Um, yeah, I guess first and foremost, a, a big reason that uh, the show took a little a little break is I have a one month old now. So hey, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is um, awesome. So now I have a a three year old, a two year old, and a one month old. So yeah, we're we're living the dream over here. All girls as well. So I am uh, very surprised that you are sleeping at all. And uh, good no, luck, no, no, no. good luck to you, sir. <laughs> it's surprisingly, it's not terrible. Um, our first one was bad. Second one was better. <laughs> and this this baby Olivia is just like seems like an angel in terms of how she's sleeping and eating so we're very lucky right now i mean of course we're we're still waking up in the middle of the night a couple times but it's just not as bad as it was with the other two so we feel pretty lucky honestly but um yeah that's my biggest that's my biggest uh (laughs) life change and i wish i wish mitch was able to join us i know he's he's uh out west is that right on a bear hunt yeah, I think he I think he's just completed it. I actually talked to him on the yeah. phone on a uh, Sunday. Yeah. I know yeah. he's working right now, so he was out west on a bear hunt, but Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wish he was here. He he's been busy too, but um yeah, I don't know. I know you've been busy too. What's your uh, latest update, Kenneth? Uh, you know, I just decided to partake and uh, you know, feed into the motivation of a uh, triathlon sports. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's an indirect way of saying you signed up for a full Ironman, yeah, and uh, in October, so yeah. um, it's it's absolutely happening. It's not just like uh, hey, this would be fun. No, he's doing it, and we're uh, we're gonna make it happen as as a group, which is super super exciting because I personally feel like you're just kind of like built for something like this. That's not easy um i don't i don't think that a half iron is easy in any you know any sense of what the word easy means but a a full iron man is almost like an entirely different beast and i i feel like your mentality is just kind of built for that type of challenge (laughs) because you're you're a crazy person so um i'm like super stoked that you're doing this and i'm i'm excited to see how it goes for you yeah, I mean, I, uh, I mean, obviously, since working with uh, Victory and you, and yeah, with uh, with all the nutrition stuff for all the clients over at Hill Pursuit and Victory, I was just like, you know, I think to probably get a little bit better understanding of all this. I mean, obviously, food is food, calories are calories, you know, carb loading, this, that, and whatever. But I think until you actually really experience the entire event, you don't really have a full understanding of the entire thing. So. Yeah. That was one of the main reasons, and to be a hundred percent honest, dude. Even though I just did the pull-ups back in December, I was already starting to get pretty bored with strength training. Um, only regret was uh, getting pretty husky there. Um, weighed like one ninety three before I started doing this whole triathlon prep. And uh, let me tell you, man, that first—I uh, don't think I'm ever going to forget this. The first day I did like a six mile run, and I'm not kidding when I say this. 
uh, that first day and that six mile run was probably the first time that I ran in 10 months. Oh my um, gosh. Like the first time that I did any type of lower body cardiovascular exercise in at least 10 months. So mm-hmm. that was not fun. Um, knees are finally getting used to the pounding that is, uh, you know, triathlon training, but, uh, it's been fun. Um, and, uh, it's definitely got its own little challenges and it's been a good time. I, I absolutely love that you call, uh, let's, let's give some perspective to this huskiness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's give some perspective here. I'm five. Uh, How tall are you? I am five, five. Okay. There it is. There yeah. it is. Yeah. So yeah. I'm five ten. I'm a, I'm about one ninety five. One ninety, yeah. one ninety five. So you you basically weighed what I weigh. Yeah. But at five five and significantly more well equipped than I than I am for sure. Uh <laughs> so you are up there for sure, but that's that's legit. Are you are you finding that you're dropping some already? Oh yeah, dude. I mean I won't lie. I mean I was kinda I was kind of force feeding myself. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was working out hard, but obviously you're not, you're not burning or expending the same that you would obviously during like a long bike or a run doing a uh, strength training. Uh. And to be honest though too, bro, I've also probably got about three or four pounds of a head circumference on you. So <laughs> yeah. that also, that also, you gotta, you gotta track that into the, uh, the hundred, 193 pounds that I got up to. So yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Dude. So what are we like three ish? We're going on four weeks, right? of your what's like the biggest challenge this is this is good for people to hear because people jump into this sport and have concerns and have issues and you know they're real so what are yours and like let's talk through some of them if they're if they're big like any big issues right now so i mean not like big issues but the biggest thing that i think a lot of people got to realize is like when you start any type of training program no matter how experienced you are if you're not used to the volume of whatever you're deciding to do, you are going to feel beat up, right? Like the first two weeks that, you know, that you were helping me out with all this, dude, my quads, my knees, my, uh, yeah, my right yeah, yeah, hip, yeah. like everything was getting freaking, you know, torched. Um, but I think it was about last week that I started feeling pretty good. And then I did my long run on Sunday and things are slowly starting to come together. Um, that was the hardest part mentally. And then just dealing with, uh, you know, like little sports related injuries that I had when I was younger, you know, some knee stuff and whatever. But sure. if you uh, if you actually want to do something, you'll figure it out, you know, and I'm yeah. at least like educated in some aspect of, you know, physical fitness. I do this for a living. So I'm willing to do the weird little like rehabby exercises that you need to do to keep you yeah. kind of in the game. Um, and if you want to just pick one modality of this whole thing, that's been the hardest for me, for sure, the swimming. Um, I'm not like, I've literally never swam for exercise in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just learning like the little nuances, the little techniques, head position, your stroke, like how you rotate all these things. Like it's actually kind of fun because like, I've kind of at least learned most things when it comes to fitness and it's a whole new thing. Yeah. And to be honest, I suck at it. Um, the only reason why I'm even able to complete half these things is because of, well, A, I'm stubborn and B, uh, I'm already like decently in shape. Um, but yeah, swimming is definitely the hardest one for me. And I'm not built for it either. I'm short and stocky, man. So yeah. I sink. <laughs> well, I love hearing you say that like you're learning all these small nuances with swimming because 
you and I haven't really discussed swim technique. I don't even know if we have at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a really good point to make is that sure we're here and, and I'm able to help as best as I can, but you've kind of taken it on yourself to get in the water and kind of just feel, is this, is this right? Is this not right? Should my head be moving this direction or this direction? How should my shoulder be positioned during this catch or this pull? You know, and and intuitively, it sounds like you're, you're, you know, you're getting better and you're you're improving in the swim, with, you know, just your experience with trying things out or messing around with your technique. I mean, I think that's that's a really good learning moment for people. Is that look, get in the water, get your reps, get your volume, focus on intensity a little bit, but feel your body too, and just kind of be self-aware with how your own swim technique feels in that moment. Yeah. And I've watched a couple of YouTube videos and stuff too. Well, not a couple, probably like two hours worth of YouTube videos on <laughs> uh, little swimming techniques and how to flutter yeah. my feet, which by the way, like dude, my freaking ankles right now after yesterday, I must've been, uh, was that Dorsey flexing correctly when yeah. I was swimming? Because like, you know, I was just kind of letting them like flutter and man, my ankles are sore today. Really? And I'm like, what oh, wow. in the world is that? Yeah, because I must have been super stiff uh, the first yeah, couple of times yeah. I swam. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, I think anything is just like, if you actually, I like all things that involve moving my body. And, you know, if you can, if you can pick up and learn something and you really like this stuff, which I do, then it is in a weird way, kind of fun. Uh, but besides that, yeah, dude, the breathing has just been like the hardest part for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it... <laughs> go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, I'll leave you with one little story. So I did a, this is back at IEP. Um, we did a, uh, I think it was a swimming economy lab with uh, Dr. Sloniger. And uh, it was myself and one of the other graduate assistants, Scott. And I think Scott either swam in college for a little bit or swam in high school for a little bit. And they compared me and Scott. And mind you, this <laughs> dude, dude, I was in like peak, like running shape for this. Like yeah, this was like, right. I was like pretty, was doing pretty good. And my swimming economy, I think we only swam like maybe like 400 meters max. Bro, my heart rate got up to like 171. And like I was just freaking, I think I took like three breaths that whole time and I popped up out of the water and I felt <laughs> super lightheaded. My face was the color of my shirt, which is red. And uh, it was not a good time. <laughs> I think hilarious. back. I think back to that moment every time I get in the pool now and be like, well, at least you're not this anymore. So yeah. it can yeah. only it can only go up. <laughs> That's wild. I didn't know that, but that is, that is, uh, entertaining for sure. Yeah. Um, anyways. All right. Anything else related to your, uh, your new Ironman journey before we move on, I guess. Uh, nothing too much, man. I mean, just, uh, I dude, it's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta commit the time, but I mean, you know, if you, if you want to do something, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And you will, and you're, you're really good at that. And, um, not that like, it's a short amount of time, right? It's about six months for you. Yeah. So it was close to six months by the, at the time we started. So that's a small window of your life though, is, is the point. Like you can, you can sacrifice a couple of hour extra hours, right. Of training. Like maybe you're only training eight hours a week before you start your Ironman prep. And then it goes up to 10, 11, 12. And then you, you know, you get a little closer to 20, whatever. 
you can sacrifice and find that find that time for the short the short season of your life you know what i mean it's not Dude. not to say that you'll never do it again but i think a lot of people do get overwhelmed with oh i have to be training 30 hours a week no absolutely not you progress to it and you'll have some big volume weeks but uh it's it's not that way all the time for for the normal for the normal people the normal humans. no um, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a pro or anything, bro. And yeah, the other thing is, right. and the other thing is though, too, is how many hours a week do people sit in front of a TV, a screen or an Xbox? Right. So yeah. let's yeah. actually not have that conversation. That would make me sick to my stomach, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the screen time that people get, that kids get that dude, what's wild is okay. Before we go down a rabbit hole, what's wild is that we're seeing that more in older adults now too, because everybody's getting grandma and grandpa an iPad. I know. And they all are sitting, they're parked in front of it. They're they're if, if they, if their kids get them a, a Facebook or whatever, they're sitting there and they're, it's, it's wild how much screen time is increased in older adults when it used to, of course it used to not even be a thing, but anyways, let's, let's not go down that, uh, <laughs> that rabbit hole before we kind of like move on, move on. I have to give some shout outs to some, some athletes. So, if you don't know, Ken, and I don't know if you do, but um, we had a really, really humongous victory multi-sport weekend this past I saw week. it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody was posting everything, so I'm sure you saw at least what was going on. First of all, um, we had someone in victory qualify for the world championships in France, Brian Leak. He, he raced um, – um Tulsa full Ironman in like 11 hours and like 14 or 15 minutes something ridiculous oh I saw that dude and let me tell you his little uh the post celebration freaking like walk through the finish line like dude Dude. solid (laughs) shout out to Leek that dude is incredible um he uh he raced really really well we were tracking him all day and he ended up getting a slot to the world championships in France and we already had two other victory athletes qualified. So now we have three people going to the world championships of Ironman, which is just awesome. Um, so congrats to him. First of all, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. Um, dude, I actually, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was his first full Ironman too. So I, I saw um, a post. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, the dude's just been carrying some awesome fitness with him for quite a while. So I'm not surprised. And, and uh, just recently he actually raced um, Pittsburgh full marathon. And if you don't, if you're not friends with him on Instagram, you should, you should find him. It's like B rocket man leak or something like that. I followed him today. Okay. Well, good dude Go. dude that bro, that video cracked. I saw it. He stopped like 47 times. And the guy well, looked like he could have Pittsburgh Marathon. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Looked like, he looked like he stopped forty-seven times and could have freaking yeah. and could have freaking done that in like a sub like two fifty. He he raced like a three thirty-five and he stopped. You're right, like ten times. Yeah, for like minutes and minutes each time. Yeah. It's crazy. The dude. So long story short, I'm not surprised. And huge congratulations <laughs> to him. Um, one of my own raced his first ever um, half Ironman, Sky Peterson in Chattanooga and just performed incredibly. Um, he surprised himself on the swim. I know that he did. He raced a very, very solid bike 
split that we spoke about and it was pretty much spot on to what we were planning. And then he started cramping up a little bit. And, you know, I, I, I try to tell people, you know, you got to be in the moment. You even said this yourself, you know, five minutes ago, you got to be in the moment to kind of learn what it takes to be in that moment, you know? So never raced a 70.3 before he started cramping a little bit on the run. He probably lost 10 minutes or so because he had to slow down and, and, you know, he didn't have enough salt or something like that. And he didn't plan his fueling perfectly. And it wasn't that he didn't plan it right. I know, and I know, I know this because we talked about it. He grabbed the wrong water bottle when he was in transition once by accident, which dude, not the end of the world. It happens, but yeah. it might be enough that you, you know, you start cramping or whatever. He still raced an incredible 70.3 for his first 70.3 and 640 in Chattanooga. Not an easy course. So huge congrats to Sky. And then on top of all that other stuff, um, so some people all across, I guess, the country, we had a humongous um, at Victory Multisport, which is the team I coach for. Um, we had a huge turnout at a local race called Mighty Moraine Man. Um, let me just make a note of that real quick so I don't forget to throw that in the notes here. But, yeah, we had a huge turnout. I think we had twenty over 20 athletes doing something. Now, there was a super sprint, a sprint triathlon, an Olympic triathlon, an aqua bike, um, adventure races. Like, there's a lot going on, right? But I had six people. I had two sprints and four Olympics. And of those six people, I had a first in age group, two seconds in age group, two thirds in age group. And the other one was also his first ever Olympic try. So just unreal performances. So funny story with Brett White and Tristan Rhodes. So if they listen, this will, this will be a good laugh. They came out of the water pretty close to each other. Um, they're in the same age group and Tristan was ahead of him. And then I think he was even a little ahead of him out of transition two off the bike. So Brett caught him. He was within like 10 seconds. I, I was there. I saw, I saw them both run out of, of T2 and Tristan was like right in front of him. And then it was like 10, 15 seconds and Brett comes by. Brett ended up beating him by like five minutes or something like that. He has a better run. So he knew that he would catch him, but they got first and second in the, in that age group. Um, and it was their first ever sprint triathlon. <laughs> Just, I, I mean, just unreal, just awesome. So big shout out to them. Um, another one, I have to shout out Candice Kesselring. She raced this race last year and she, I would say she smoked her time from last year. Um, the, the reason I say smoked is because the swim was longer this year and a lot of people felt frustrated when they came out of the water it's not going to be marked perfectly. This is a small race. Race director is incredible. She does an awesome job at this race, but the nature of a small race is you got people, you know, in a kayak, taking the buoy out. It's going to be a different distance, you know, than the exact distance. It was longer this year and she smoked her time from last year. So humongous shout out to Candace. Um, she's having a great season and, um, all three of those people are racing happy Valley, which I'll get to in a little bit. I'm racing as well, but um, anyways, Candace got second in age group. So 
big, big improvement year, you know, year over year for her. Um, another one, I have three more. I have to shout all of them out because they all did awesome. Another Here one, um, Dave Capitano, older age group. I think he's 57 years old. First ever Olympic distance, third in age group. I was there for him the, the entire time, watched him completely grind on the run. Like he had a, he had a hard day. The swim is not easy for Dave. He's learning a lot and he's made humongous improvements. So I saw him get out of the water and he just looked and I felt also just so happy that he like got out if, efficiently. That's going to be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's a victory in itself. And the dude just went on to slaughter the bike. I saw him on the bike once or twice. And then I ran the last, I ran a little bit of the last like quarter mile with him, just talking to him. He was in great spirits. Spirits. I was just so happy for Dave. Um, Andrew Rapaski, first ever Olympic try. Andrew's in a very similar boat to me. His wife is giving birth in like a couple weeks, a handful of weeks. And he's also registered for Happy Valley. I hope he's able to race it, but of course I'm not going to say that he has to race it because the timing is a little, it's a little close for him in terms of the baby. Anyway, long story short, dude's got crazy amount of stress in his life came out and he raced his first ever Olympic try and he looked very, very strong. And then, um, lastly, Brian Merslack also, um, Brian's kind of like a dark horse, like super, super fast runner. Um, he's starting to lay it down on the bike, which is very, very good. And he's also efficient in the water. So he's kind of, um, I'm very excited to see what he's, what he's going to do at happy Valley as well. It's weird. Like all these people are racing happy Valley, but Brian got, got third in his age group in the Olympic try. So lots of podiums across the board. We had other, we, I know we had a handful of other podiums as well from, from other victory athletes, but just had to give um, a quick shout to those people or just all those names. And that's just this weekend, right? That's just this weekend. There's more coming up this coming weekend, which is crazy. So hopefully we can get back into a routine of these podcasts, but that was just this weekend and they all just dominated and they're very, very consistent with training. And I'll speak to that point real quick and then I'll kind of shut up. But, <laughs> but, um, dude, consistency, I, I mean, for you too, right. Just kind of starting getting into the sport. Consistency is like number one, number one. Um, I don't think there's a more in, important training variable with triathlon training than just being consistent and getting, getting the run in or, getting to the pool, right? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, and the other thing is though, too, is that comes with consistency is confidence, right? Is that if you know, I, I can say one thing, which I've obviously never done a triathlon before, but I've done some longer endurance stuff. You'll know on that bike, you know, when you're starting to feel down on yourself, which I'm sure it happens to a lot of people when you start getting tired, you're going to be thinking back to that day that you didn't hit whatever type yeah. of watts you're supposed to hit or that workout that you skipped when you know you should have done it. It'll, you'll, you don't want to be thinking about that stuff. So I would definitely say consistency is definitely the one thing. It's yeah. just, the, I mean, that's probably the one thing that I guess I have going for me is that I'm going to show up no matter what. So yeah. if you can just show up, you're going to do well. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I mean, I think I, I would almost call consistency like 
the most important discipline of triathlon. Everyone talks about triathlon. Like there's three disciplines, swim, bike, run. Some people will then say, oh, there's a fourth discipline, nutrition, or there's a fourth discipline, transitions, right? I think the number one discipline in triathlon has got to be consistency, showing up, get to the pool, get in the water, find the lake, get in the water, um, you know, get on your bike at five in the morning, whatever it is, consistency, I think, is the most important variable in training triathlon. I mean, I think consistency with your nutrition is also probably the most important part about nutrition. So, yeah, right, right. Like, to be honest, man, like, yeah, I, I mean, like, obviously, it's not optimal to eat Lay's potato chips and freaking pretzels. But it's like, if you're eating Lay's potato chips and pretzels on your long days, when you're doing your training, then that's what you should probably be eating the day that you're training, or yeah. the day of your race. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's not optimal. I would never suggest somebody to eat that. But no, no, no. Yeah, I would agree. That's, I mean, that's, that's an incredible point. I mean, you know, I, I get the question all the time, like, oh, I'm, I'm running this race or I'm, I'm doing this race. How do, what do you recommend I fuel with? You know, you know, I'll make that a general statement. I don't necessarily get that general statement, but I, I'll answer really intuitively. And I'll just say whatever, whatever powder or mix or drink that you were drinking in training is what you need to drink on race day. You're not yeah. going to all of a sudden find this like magic potion that's going to make you faster or more powerful on the bike or more efficient in the water. You're not going to find it that it doesn't exist. You need to do what your stomach is used to, what your body is used to, you know, metabolizing for fuel. You have to, you have to do what your body is used to, um, and, and be consistent. So great, great point. Consistency with, excuse me, consistency with showing up and training consistency with your fuel. Same thing. Yep. Go hand in hand. I wanted to say something real quick too, about your, uh, about your, uh, about your guy with the salt and then the dehydration and also with the, uh, the longer swim, which I'm sure like you have to deal with the suit with external factors, control the things you can obviously control. I know you've had a bad race when it was super hot one day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And you, you just can't let that stuff get to you. Right. Mentally. It's not like you can do anything about it. So you just got to suck it up and maybe overhydrate a little bit more than you're used to and just, try and figure it out. Yeah. Right. It's not like there's going to be, um, you know, there's not like a, a, a secret code or some, some secret rule book that people follow when, when it's 98 versus when it's 89 outside, yeah. you know, like you got to adapt, like that's out of your control, figure out how you're going to adapt and just kind of commit to it and go. Yep. Make a decision. I mean, you're going to handle heat different than me. And then somebody else is going to handle heat different than somebody else. So, yeah, right, right. Um, I guess the only other thing I really got is uh, some of my stuff coming up, really. Do you have anything coming up? We got to find you a shorter race, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I was actually thinking about that the other day. Um, I'm trying to, I, I obviously need to work on the transition part and then also trying to figure out like timing of food and, how I'm going to store things and like the bike setup and all those things, like the subtle, the subtle nuances of like the actual event, not just the, uh, the training and also what the, tra- what the actual event day would look like. Um, it's something that I definitely at least want to, you know, no pun intended, get my feet wet in a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even if we just find you like a sprint, you'll at least feel 
what it's like to set up your transition area. No, you don't necessarily need all the fuel for a sprint, <clears throat> but you can still practice it. Like, oh, this is this is it sitting right here. I'm going to grab it in T1 and put it in my kit. You know, you can still you can still practice it. In any case, doesn't matter if it's a sprint or an Olympic or whatever, but we do have to find you something, but we have tons of time to do that. So I'd yeah. say ideally, like, probably August. We find okay. something in August. That'd be cool. Just just to just to give you a little tune up kind of. But yeah, the only other thing I really had was um, you know, at this point, man, let me do the math here. I'm probably one, two, three, four, five, about six geez, six weeks out from um Happy Valley, seventy point three. Um of course, I love this race for a few reasons. First of all, I love State College. I love the area, um, but also big, big Penn State guy. So they announced this race, and I'm like, I looked at my wife, and I'm like, we'll have about a, like, what, like a three-month-old? Yeah, I can do that, right? I'm, like, begging her to be okay with me doing it. So uh, thank God she, uh, she is okay with it. So uh huh. Yeah. I'll say a prayer for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude, I know. And the one thing she did say to me, because the race that you just brought up where it got really hot and I had a, I had a bad race. I'm guessing, I mean, that happened in triathlon a couple of times. One time I managed really, really well. And then one time I didn't, but the worst race I had in heat was actually a full marathon three months, maybe two months, honestly trying to think yeah two months after the birth of my first daughter i wasn't sleeping barely at all like i said she was way worse <laughs> right remember yeah, yeah so i was sleeping much much worse my training was like just okay i kind of knew what i was doing but i didn't you know i didn't really know what i was doing so i wasn't even the training program i had wasn't even as good as it should have been anyways and i wasn't hitting it the way i should have been hitting it because of being more tired or exhausted or not having time whatever so i completely bonked that race and it was two months after the birth of my first daughter so she brings that up when i'm like hey we'll have a three-month-old at happy valley and she's like are you sure you want to do that again and i'm like well i think i'm a little smarter than than that race so i don't know maybe i'm testing myself poorly i'm not sure but in any case I want to experience this race. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm okay if that's all it is for me this season, just a lot of fun. Um, I do want to perform very, very well if I can at a race that's really only three weeks later, um, three and a half or so at uh, uh, Sandusky, Ohio, Ohio 70.3. So um, I raced it last year. It was a very hard race. That was a race that got really, really hot. And I actually... I recovered very, very well and actually ended up running a nice um, half marathon after somewhat overheating on the bike just because it was a hot day. And I just, I fueled well. I just overheated and, you know, it just got a hot, it just got hot. But I ended up recovering really nicely within like the first two miles of the run and I ran a good half. But I know there's more in that performance on that course. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that and attempting to PR that course if I can. Um, that's all I'm doing with triathlon aside from 
uh, aside from those two, I'm racing a full marathon right around the time of your full Ironman, a week, maybe two weeks before. So late September. And okay. I'm, I'm really excited for that one too. I, I kind of like <clears throat> at the end of last season, I kind of like fell in love with marathon training, which is super weird. You like, okay? I was just like, yeah, right. <laughs> I was just like in a groove. I don't know. it, And it just like started clicking and like, I had really nice variety to my workouts and I ended up PRing by like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something like it all just like went really, really well. So I kind of am looking forward to kind of getting back into that grind, that grind, you know, I call it a grind. It's really only like seven to nine weeks after my 70.3. So it's not like I'm putting four months into a, a marathon block, you know, so I'm not going to completely destroy myself. But anyway, um, <clears throat> what else you got? Anything? Uh, not much. I mean, I'm yeah. looking forward to, you know, partaking in this wonderful event and yeah. uh, more than anything else. I'm looking forward to testing myself and seeing what all these other crazy people love doing with their spare time. So yeah, dude, it's going to be a good so, time, man. First thing I first thing I said, and I don't swear, and I definitely don't swear on the podcast, but first thing I said when I crossed the finish line of that full full Ironman was of course I'm never effing doing this again, right? That was number one. And then I said, These people are all effing crazy. <laughs> like I believe literally it. all these people that just crossed this finish line and are behind me about to, are just nuts out of their mind, like putting their bodies through this. And, uh, you know, here we are and I can't wait to attack another full distance, but not this season, but I, I mean, you get the itch, man. As soon as you get a little bit of it, that little taste, I mean, you just kind of want more. Dude, I'm always sad whenever super terrible things are over. That's all I'm going to say. It's a really yeah. weird, it, I miss yeah. being, I miss being in the mindset is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't like uh, whimsically going through training blocks and like, oh, I hit a five pound PR on this. I'm like, this stuff yeah. isn't exciting. I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to feel, I want to feel my heartbeat, my forehead, and my toes. And yeah, I want my knees real. and I want my knees to feel like they're going to explode. And then you still end up doing it anyways. So for real, dude, that's for the, real. uh, yeah, that's the real reason why I mean, yeah. there's a lot of reasons why, but I mean, yeah. yeah, I think I'll be, I'll be very happy. It's over because I'm sure I won't be able to walk, but, I'm also yeah. probably like decently sad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I think that's all I got. Anyway, um, this coming weekend is Memorial Day, so have a great Memorial Day if you're Murph. Murph, yeah. If you're <laughs> uh, if you're celebrating and and ripping a Murph workout, go for it. Let us know how it goes. But and then next weekend, also, just real quick, I wanted to say this. I still have time. Um, June second, third, and fourth is victory multi-sport team camp which is really exciting i don't know if you've heard anything about that but it's held out here in western pa so not something you're necessarily coming out for but we do wish. have a lot what'd you say i wish I'm a, i might as well be in a different country honestly i know i know <laughs> um we do have a lot of people coming so i'm really excited for that so um if that's you you know let us know We're happy to happy to hang out and and meet people i'm gonna be I'm actually going to be holding some strength and conditioning sessions at one of our local YMCAs for, um, I think on Friday, the second at one, two and 3 PM, I'll have three different strength sessions for triathletes. Um, so 
if that interests you and you didn't know that was a thing, make sure you let me know and I'll, I'll figure that out for you. But yeah, I'm excited for the whole weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hill Pursuit's going to be there, of course. Um, bunch of victory athletes. So good weekend. And then I think I'm not going to ask you to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is this was episode 74. And, and, you know, I say I think because the last one was so long ago, I'm almost embarrassed at how long ago it was. <laughs> but I, I looked it up and I was like, 73, is that really right? And I'm like scrolling through. But anyways, this is episode 74. So um, if you've listened and stayed with us for this long, I guess, thank you. Um, don't forget, if you are just listening, um, this the podcast streams wherever you get your podcast. But we also have a YouTube. Um, so check out the YouTube channel. We have some some awesome nutrition shorts from both of our nutrition experts, um, coach Ashley. And then of course yours truly coach Ken. So check out those channels, the podcast itself, um, some race day stuff, but check out the YouTube channel. If you want to contact us, reach out at hillpursuit at gmail.com. Find us on all the socials at Hill Pursuit. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. Ken, you got anything? That's all I got. Good talking to you. Yeah, good episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time.